Hey everybody, so welcome to the first episode of my podcast. So, this is going to be really interesting because I've never done a podcast before. And I was supposed to put the first episode up in October, and I wasn't able to. So, um, you're getting the episode now in December. Sorry. And this was supposed to be a weekly podcast. I don't know if it's going to be a weekly podcast anymore. I'm going to try, but if not, it'll be every month. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to keep up with it. And um, for me, it's a lot more fun because I'm not on camera. I don't have to worry about being self-conscious because that still happens, even though I've been on YouTube for mm, like around 11 years. And I, um, I don't have to worry about like hitting a certain time and not being able to record anymore. These are going to be able to be a half hour to an hour long. And I will be having guests eventually. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. So um, this podcast is called Book Clubbed. And you know what, what better to be clubbed over the head with than a book. And to play on words, it's fun and quirky. And I really like it. And I hope you all like it as well. Um, as well as it being called Book Clubbed. You know, obviously this is a bookish podcast. I'm going to be talking about mostly anything on here. Movies and such and all that. The episodes will be random as hell, pretty much. I go on tangents a lot. I think everybody knows this about me by now. But I do go on tangents and everything. And so you'll be getting a lot of that. But also, I will also be picking books, you know, book club Um, For us to read, and I say us like anyone's going to join me, but like if you would like to, I'm going to be selecting a book every month that is going to be specifically for the book club uh, podcast. And uh, you can join along if you want to. If you don't, it's fine. Um, And all you have to do to join is use the hashtag book club podcast and um, just, you know, follow along, you know, with me on Instagram and on Twitter and here on YouTube, you can know, comment on videos and such, and we'll just have a really good time. So mainly, these books that I'm going to be selecting are going to be mysteries and thrillers. Mostly middle grade and adult. I don't really read a lot of YA thrillers, but once in a while, maybe I'll sprinkle them in. They have to interest me, like, a lot. Um, But that's mostly it. I don't really plan on showcasing any fantasy or anything like that for the book club portion of the podcast. I will be um, doing like wrap ups and stuff like that and talking about certain things on here as well and include books that I've read that are like different types of genres. But this is mainly a mystery thriller type of deal. And I also am going to be including different types of things in here. That's why I say it's very random. I want to talk about some true crime things and Um, because I'm very into that. And, you know, true crime paranormal, which I don't hear a lot about, which is very interesting. Um, But I wanted to talk about some of those things as well. Um, But this episode is mainly just to introduce myself and to let you all know how everything's going to go. And then the second episode. I think the second episode I will also have up this month as well, um, because this just feels like, you know, just an introduction but I think I'll we'll try to have a second episode up. If I can't, then of course it'll be up in January. But, um, but as I said, this is more of an introduction. So if you don't know me, my name is Richard Denny. 
and I also go by RJ Valencia for my books. Um, I'm an author. I've been writing and publishing my own work for about nine years now. Um, I can't even remember the number of books I have out. It's a lot. Um, not a lot, a lot, but it's a lot. And my most latest release is One Day with Miss Penderley. And you can find that on Amazon and any other place that you um, pick up your books. And I do have another book coming out at the beginning of uh, 2022. So that's very exciting. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. I want to talk a little bit about writing too as well. Because it's just been really, really interesting. Just like... I don't really know. Like, my writing process has changed so much since getting this job that I have now that I've been at Starbucks for three months now. And I don't work at a big store, Starbucks. I want to, you know, say that. Not that there's anything wrong with me working in a Starbucks that's inside of another store. It's just people get a lot of flack, which is so odd for not working... For being, you know, saying you work at Starbucks, but you actually work at a Starbucks instead of a Target, it you still work at Starbucks. You still are going by Starbucks rules and everything, and you you're a barista still. It changes nothing. Um, there's this weird like hierarchy with people who work in the big stores that are just mainly Starbucks stores, and it's like oh they feel like they're better than people who work in the little um, kiosks, and um, it's bullshit. It makes no sense. We're all the same. Um, but I've been there for three months, and I am enjoying myself. It is difficult, though, for the holidays. I closed by myself. I think I've mentioned it before. So there is extra work for me to do on my own, which is not very exciting. I will say that. Um, I normally don't talk too much about my job, like, online, because I get scared that, you know, someone's going to find it and, like, I'm going to get fired or something. But... Um, I don't like that I close by myself. I don't think anybody would. And technically we're hiring, but they never hire anyone, which is so weird. And let me just say this. Okay. <laughs> the store that I, I work at Starbucks, but the store that is the main store is um, Albertsons. I will just say that because everyone is pretty much guessed by now. And um, yeah. And they have been hiring for Starbucks for three months, ever since I got there. And they haven't put anybody else in there with me because I'm alone. Um, and I'm not alone, like, on my own. Like, there's four people working there, but I close on my own, which um, can be very difficult at times. Yes, I do get to keep my tips. and um, But it, I, I, would, I would happily sacrifice splitting tips with someone as long as I have someone there with me because it does get lonely to being there by myself, um, especially when it gets boring and there's nothing to really do and I'm just standing there cleaning and moving around so much. I do not stand still. I'm, I'm always on my feet. But yeah, so it's, it's very interesting con considering that a, a year ago from today, I was flipping out trying to figure out what type of book I was going to have out, if I was going to be able to make money. Um, off of this book and I feel comfortable with myself fast forward to now being in December and also I live by a freeway so if you occasionally hear like sounds in the background um, that's what that is um, but I um, 
you know, to being, you know, now December 2021, you know, to me being comfortable with having, you know, money in the bank and and having some sort of stability, it's a lot different. And yes, it has disrupted my reading and it has disrupted immensely my writing heavily. Like, I'm not even kidding with you. Like, it's, it, it's gotten pretty bad. And I'm trying my best to get to be as close to the mic as possible. I might lean back a couple of times, but I'm trying to keep it just a little bit closer so that everything is pretty clear and not muffled. But yeah, so, you know, things have been going okay. I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm, as I said, I'm in a good place mentally, you know, I do struggle sometimes at work, but all in all, I'm in a lot better, better place mentally than I was last year in December. Last year in December, I was pretty depressed. You know, I, I, money wasn't really coming in with the writing, um, and things weren't really looking that well for me. And I was just, just looking to the future with a very just cloudy, gray, dreadful, um, like sight. I was just like, things are just not going to work. And now sitting here, you know, feeling a lot more comfortable, it feels nice and it's different. And also like, Realty, being able to go into a store and just swipe my card and not worry because that bitch got money in a bank um, and not worry, that feels so good. Oh my gosh, I feel so good um, to be able to do that <laughs> and because I've been, you know, an author for a long time and you do get paid, you know, but you don't get that much. I think a lot of people have a very... Uh, warped um, idea of, w- of what authors make, especially self-published authors. And here's the thing with self-published authors is, yeah, you make a lot more of your money, but it's very, like, uneven. Um, and honestly, being a, from what I hear, being a traditionally published author is not that different, especially considering that you get paid when you get paid. Like, it's not like you made some money and you get that money. No, you... Like it's, you still have to have like at least another job unless you are somehow pumping out New York Times bestsellers left and right. Your 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 job is not just being an author, and I did try to just make being an author my job for a while, and it it wasn't working. Um, and I realized that like, like it hit me real hard last year, so I was I made the decision to just go ahead and get another so I get a second job. And, um, and that's where I'm at now. So like, I haven't had enough time to like upload videos and like be more consistent. Um, but I feel like I'm getting back to the norm in a different way. Like I'm creating a new normal with like my writing, with my, you know, recording videos and all that. And then also with this podcast is something that I want to keep doing because I think it's really fun. I've been talking for... I don't think I'm cutting thing, cutting anything out of here, but so far I've been talking for 11 minutes and I'm not worried about whether or not the camera's going to shut off of me. My card is going to go over and um, I'm not going to be able to have any more storage on it. Like, I'm not worried about that. And I was also being asked if I was going to film these podcasts and the answer is no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, the whole point of these is that I feel a lot comfortable just sitting here, not, being, not having to put any makeup on and make a video not, 
you know, if I don't feel my best, it's fine. Um, because, yeah, I've been on YouTube for so long, but honestly, sometimes I do not feel like being on camera. Like, I really, really don't. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I enjoy, like, sitting there being on camera. But a lot of times I actually wish that I was able to just do podcasts because there are more than not times that I do, I do not feel like being on camera. Um, and I think a lot of people feel that way, especially if they've been on YouTube for a long time. You think you get used to it, though, but you don't really. But, yeah, so um, so that's how things are going right now. It is December. Time is going by so quickly. Christmas is coming up. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Merry Xmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, happy Hanukkah. Um, is there more? There's more. I just, I yeah. But happy anything. <laughs> Um, if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what else was I going to say? I forgot. Oh, yeah. I was just going to pretty much giving you an update about my life and everything like that. See, I'm a very personal person. Very private. Excuse me. I can be a very private person. Um, it takes a lot for me to talk about personal stuff. Um, but I think these are, these podcasts are going to be a lot easier for me just to be more open because I don't have to stare back at myself in a camera being vulnerable. Um, this feels a lot more chill. And also, like I said, with guests coming up, I'm going to figure out how that works, but I think that's going to be really exciting. I already have ideas of who I would like to have on here and, um, and just create some fun content. Now, my only issue now is trying to figure out how I'm going to get these podcasts available like worldwide. I do know that they are going to be available on YouTube on my channel, Bookishly Richie. So you'll be able to watch them, I mean, listen to them on there. And um, if you would like to, you can also um, use a, another website and download it from YouTube. I have no problem with you doing that. Um, you can do that or... I'm probably going to end up figuring out how to have it um, on other platforms like Apple and um, Spotify or however people do these um, podcasts. I'm going to figure it all out, but, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time. But I think for the first episode, it might just be on YouTube for a little bit. Maybe the first few episodes might be on YouTube. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I can't tell you the future because <laughs> I'm recording this on December 2nd. At 11.33 p.m. And actually, I did already record this podcast um, about a couple of weeks ago. And then after listening to it a few times, I was like, number one, you went too long. Number two, you were talking about the most dumbest shit. It didn't make any sense. Just stop. So I'm re-recording it now, basically. But, okay. So enough talking about life and everything. Let's get to the juicy stuff, which is my reading and my writing. First, we're going to get to my reading. <laughs> um, so I've actually been doing a pretty good job. Pat myself on the back a little bit. Um, reading at work. I know people are like, wait, what? Is that, that is so sneaky. It is. But listen, there are people at work that I see all the time. And this is in the store. Um, not in the um, the Starbucks. Well, there's a p couple of people in the Starbucks that do it too. But a lot of people have one headphone in. 
and they're like listening to stuff while they're working, which is, I mean, it's against the rules. Like you're not supposed to do that, but people do it anyway. Um, people who worked there for years have told me like, yeah, I, I listen to like stuff on, you know, on my headphones. And then when a customer comes up, I just like press pause. So I'm like, oh, but like the thing with me is that I'm, I get anxiety and very panicky. So having an earphone in, and especially the earphones that I have are those noise canceling ones that once you put the headphone in, you can't hear shit out of that ear. So I can just imagine me doing that and then trying to focus on cut. No, I can't. So basically what I do is I wait till I close, which is I close every night at 7.30. And um, if, if I got, I have, oh my gosh, I obviously have like my days off, but mostly every night I close at 7.30. And at 7.30, I go into the back room, I grab my jacket, I get my headphones out of there, connect it to my phone, and I listen to audiobooks while I'm cleaning, while I'm getting everything ready and prepping everything for the next morning. And it's very calming for me very chill and I have been in fully enjoying myself reading these audiobooks and just having a nice time um utilizing audiobooks especially you know working um and getting actually getting work done you know not listening to an audiobook and just sitting there slacking off I don't do that but like um but to eat your own you want to do that get that coin um to eat your own but like I've been having a nice time doing that, and I've been reading a lot more than I um, thought I would have. I, You know, I haven't read a physical book in so long that it's bothering me, like, a lot. So this month of December, I am creating my TBR. It's not fully set yet, but I am going to do my best to at least pick out one physical book to read for December because I just feel like I have to set that little bit of a goal for myself because it's bothering me that I haven't read a physical book in a while. And I don't want to become the person, which is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. There are people out there who are blind, who listen to audiobooks. And I don't know why I'm saying this, but I, I, like, I feel like I don't want to become that person who is just only listening to audiobooks. I, like, not that there's nothing wrong with that. Just like I said, just people with disabilities out there um, who have no choice but to do that. But, like, I, I, there's a thing with physical books that I, there's something about them, right? Just holding a book in your hand and reading, turning the pages, the smell of the books, the, the words, just, I don't know. There's something about them, right? So not, you know, depriving myself of that for, for, you know, basically three months, honestly, um, has been pretty intense and I don't like it. So I'm going to set a goal at least every month. I'm going to pick a physical book for me to read and, um, and hopefully, you know, that goal will get done and I'm not really like going to beat myself up about it, but it's something nice that I would like to do. And speaking of books, the podcast, um, you know, I'll be picking either an audiobook for myself, obviously, or maybe that will be the physical book of the month that I pick that will also be for the podcast. But like I said, they're mainly going to be thrillers and stuff like that. And I'm not picking a book this month um, because I just, you know, I've done this podcast out of nowhere. I mean, it is the beginning of the month, so technically I can pick one. Um, but I just wanted to start this out, you know, pretty regular. So I think next month I'm going to go ahead and pick a book 
for everyone to read um, along with me, you know, and also, you know, tell people beforehand so they don't just don't listen to the podcast and go, oh my gosh, let me go find this book somewhere. I don't want to spring it upon anyone. So just get ready for next month. It's going to be me picking the first book of this podcast in this book club. And I really love the name. Like I couldn't believe that nobody had taken that taken had taken that name book clubbed. Like nobody. And I was like, wow. So I felt really good about that. I'm happy about it. And I think it's gonna be a, a lot of fun. And um so back to reading. Um so I've been as I said I've been reading a lot. I think the last book that I read Give me a moment here. I'm actually sitting in front of my laptop, and I'm going to go ahead and go to Goodreads, and I'm going to go ahead and do a little bit of a wrap-up right now, because why the hell not? You know, we're able to talk about whatever the heck I want on here. So let's go ahead and do that. Oh, let me go ahead and get to this first, what I'm currently reading. So what I'm currently reading is Misery by Stephen King, and obviously listening to it on audio. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Obviously, I'm, I, I, I really like Stephen King, but I love the movie with Kathy Bates and I think James Caan. Um, I love that movie so much. Like, it's one of my favorites. So, obviously, I've watched the movie. I know how the story ends. I just have never read the book. So, this is my first time reading it and I'm enjoying it so far. It's pretty, basically, pretty similar to the movie, which is, you know... Um, not that different compared to like his his other books are pretty much pretty well adapted um to me i don't know um but let's go ahead and get to this little wrap up so and as i said i'm you know starting you know to create my december tbr so i don't have everything so when my tbr video comes out you'll be able to check that out but i am letting you all know what i'm currently reading so like i said i am recording this on december 2nd I'm going to try my best to put it up by the end of this week. Wait, tomorrow's Friday. So let's say I'll try to get it up either Friday or Saturday um, to have it up for everyone. And then I will also try my best to record another episode this month so that this isn't just one that I, you know, I'm just fucking around in. You know what I mean? Even though, I mean, let's let's be honest, I'm probably going to be fucking around on all of them. Because um, I go on tangents, like I said. Um, but so in November... I read 450 from Paddington by Agatha Christie. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I like the TV movie a lot more. It's the one starring um, Geraldine McEwen and Pam Ferris. Um, I love that one. I love that one so much. I know a lot of people really like Joan Hickson, who was Miss Marple for a while. But I love... There's just something about Geraldine McEwen... That I love so much. And her Miss Marple is just like top tier. Like nobody can like touch her Miss Marple. But um, I read that one. Enjoyed it. and But I, I do like the, the TV movie more. <laughs> um, and then I read Nighttime is My Time by um, Mary Higgins Clark. And let me tell you guys. I'm going to take a sip of something. Hold on. You can probably hear that. People are going to be bothered by that. But if you like ASMR like me, um, then you probably don't mind that. But I do love ASMR. Um, 
See, already going on my tangents. Um, Mary Higgins Clark. I love her writing. Okay. She has now become one of my favorite authors. And I know I just started reading her this year, but I've already read five of her books. And this bitch can write. And let me tell you, I like her more than Agatha Christie. <laughs> Controversial, but she is just so good. And and the thing about her books is they're not like amazing. They're not like, I mean, they can be pretty predictable and they're very cookie cutter thrillers, but like they're so good. And um, especially reading them on audio, they're just so much fun and cozy and spooky and and twisted and just... And thrilling. I, I really, really enjoy her her books, and she's on, honestly has become one of my favorite authors. So she's right up there with John Belair's. And um, speaking of John Belair's, next month is John Belair's month, so that's exciting. Um, but yeah, Mary Higgins Clark, so amazing. And Nighttime is My Time was actually pretty good. I really liked it. I think I gave it four stars. It was pretty creepy. Um, I think for the time that she was putting these books out. A lot of people say that her books are very predictable, but you honestly have to think if you're reading them nowadays, you, I don't think it's, it's a good, you know, I don't, I don't think it's valid. Let me say to say that her books are predictable considering when they came out. Like, let's say, hold on a second. Okay. So the first one I read from her was where are the children? Now I have it with me. Right here. I don't know why I feel like doing ASMR on here now. Um, it came out in 1975, okay? So for 1975, this was not predictable to people. I, I mean, as far as I'm, you know, I think. Um, and the way that this ended and the, the how everything wrapped up, this was a really, really good book. And I highly recommend um, Where Are the Children? Especially the audiobook. I'm surprised they haven't made... A big movie out of it. I think they did make one. Wait, was it a TV movie back in the eighties? But I watched it, and it, I watched some of it. Honestly, I it wasn't that good. But um, where are the children? Is is really really good. But um, yeah. So Mary Higgins Clark, I've gotten to her so much, and I love her. And I do know that at the library bookstore by my house, they have a lot of her books. And I went there recently and, you know, bought a few of them. But I honestly had told the woman there, I was like, I need to leave because I will buy all of them. Like, I will put all of these these Mary Higgins Clark books in a freaking basket and I will stand here and pay 50 bucks for all these books because they're like a quarter, 50 cents. Um, but I need to get out of here because I have no room for these. <laughs> So um, I, I am planning on going back because I do want to fill my shelf up a little bit more with Mary Higgins Clark. Um, and I just really enjoy her. So that was Nighttime is My Time. And then I read Shadow Guest, and this was by Thomas Taylor. And this one was a lot of fun. Obviously, I really enjoyed Malamander, which is the first book in the series. And Gargantus was the second one. It was good. It wasn't as good as the first one. It did suffer from like a sophomore slump. Um, but I really enjoyed the third one. It was a lot of fun. It was, I'm going to use the word predictable. It was, 
Like, very, very, like, very predictable. And the thing is, is I have a feeling that, like, it actually the series should have just ended with, with um, Shadowgast. I think that three books is good enough. From what I gather, he's planning on writing seven. So I can just imagine how much more predictable they're going to get. And, like, there's not going to be a lot of interesting things um, that are going to be, like, shocking or anything that are happening because he's already done enough, in my opinion. And, like, I just don't see the need for seven books. This is, it seems like he's trying to pull some Harry Potter bullshit. And, like, there's no point. Why seven? That's so many. And, like, no, I don't. There's just no. But the thing is, is I will probably still read them because I like the audiobooks because I like the narrator, Will M. Watt. He's an amazing audiobook narrator. And I think I'll just continue to read them on audio. I don't see myself purchasing um, them. Maybe the second and the third and just having the three on my bookshelf was good enough for me. Um, but like, like, well, basically, like, I have the first three books in the series of unfortunate event series in a bind up. And those are the three ones that are my favorite. And I actually don't plan on ever owning the whole series because I don't just don't see the need. I read it before. I love the series, but I I don't need them. And I like the first three more than anything, and I have them already. So, like, I feel like I just need the three. So that's basically how I feel like with um, Eerie on Sea. I feel like I just need the three. And he's a really great writer. I, I, I really love his books. I love the seaside stuff and everything. Um, but, like, I, I just don't see the need for seven books. Like, that's taking it a little too far, in my opinion. Um... But, like, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just me. But um, I read Shadow Gas. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Obviously, read it on audio. Um, and the narrator, as I said, is amazing. Okay, so then the last one I read in November was The Unadoptables. And this is by Hannah Took. This one, it was good. It just wasn't for me. I think I gave it 2.5 stars. Oh, Shadow Gas, I think I gave 4 or 3.5 stars. Either, I don't know. I don't know which one. But 2.5 stars went to The Unadoptables. The covers is really nice. And the story sounded fun and interesting. I do know, um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I don't know, that there was a little bit of a scandal slash controversy um, because of the title of the book. And... Um, I still read the book anyway because I I think the controversy was unwarranted. I think that's just my opinion. Um, I just I think it was just very unwarranted because because uh, I think the thing with that is that you're gonna have a different opinion. Any everybody's gonna have a different opinion on whether or not the title of the book is too triggering, I guess. That's what people's problem was. People were saying, like, well, as an adopted parent, as a teenager who's been adopted, this this title hurts my feelings. And the thing is, is that I, I don't see why it would, um, especially considering the book is not a offensive book. Like, the book is not about kids who are unadoptable and just... Like, the book making you feel like shit. That's not what the book is about. It's a, it's a fantasy. It's 
you know, a, a cute little story. Like, there's nothing offensive about it. So I, I just don't see how how a controversy slash scandal could come out of that. I don't get it. Um, but, like, you know, to each your own, though, if, if you are triggered or offended by the term unadoptable used as a book title, um, I mean, there is already a book called Unadoptables. But, like, if you're offended by that, then, that, you know, that's that's you. Like, no one's going to tell you that you can't be. But I, as a person who has sisters who are adopted, I wasn't offended. I was not triggered. And I did actually ask one of my sisters, you know, how she felt about the title, just to see, because she likes to read, too. And she said that it meant nothing to her. That she thought it was an actually, like, a pretty cool title. So, like, that's a thing. Like, everyone's going to have their different opinions. And I think my biggest issue with this whole scandal thing was the fact that people were trying to get people not to read the book. They were boycotting it. And to me, that is, like, like I said, it's unwarranted. Like, it, it makes no sense to boycott a book like this. Especially spend all your time trying to boycott a book, a book like this that does nothing to harm anyone. And um, when there are authors out there who are homophobic, transphobic, racist, and all that, and you're spending your time focusing on a book because you don't like the title, yeah, I don't know. See, there's just some things where I'm like, yeah, that's too far. Um, so we all are going to have our different opinions on that. But the controversy, I, I took that into mind when picking up the book, I did listen into it on audio. Um, and I didn't really enjoy it. You know, like I said, I gave it 2.5 stars. The controversy slash scandal had nothing to do with my star rating. Um, I completely separated that from, you know, my enjoyment or unenjoyment. <laughs> a play on words of um of this book. Yeah. So, you know, and that that's just, I'm not gonna sit here and try to be someone who's gonna say that you're not allowed to feel offended. I don't like people that do that. But, like, I'm just saying, like, there are times when this stuff is necessary, and then there are times when it looks like it's a waste of time. If anybody catches my drift. And then people who are listening might be like, you're completely out of line. Again, to each your own. But um, I honestly don't feel like I'm out of line. Um, but, yeah. So, if you want to read The Unadoptables... I would say go ahead and read it. Uh, would I recommend it? No, I wouldn't because I really didn't enjoy it. And I don't ever like to tell you guys to read books that I don't like particularly enjoy. So, yeah. So, those are the four books that I read in November. Um, and that's my little bit of a wrap-up. For October, um, I did read. Let's go ahead and just do November and October. We're going backwards. But I read in October... Um, hold on a second here. I'm trying to see if I read Coraline in October. Let me check. I'm thinking that I did, but I am not sure. No. Okay, I read Coraline in September. All right. So, scratch that. So, I read, um, was it Later by Stephen King? Yeah, hold on. I'm looking at Goodreads right now, actually, while I'm doing this. Okay. I had read Later by Stephen King. Um, okay, this one was okay. I gave it three stars. Um, it seemed like a short story that 
was in a Stephen King omnibus somewhere, omnibus, omnibus somewhere, and they in a collection somewhere, and they just pulled it out of there and put it in a in, in a book form. That's what it seems like. It something about it just seemed unfinished, and uh, I didn't really uh, enjoy it that much. Which is funny because I really usually enjoy Stephen King, um, so that was pretty interesting. Um, but and yeah, okay. So I read later by Stephen King, and then I read one of the most popular books right now. Everyone was talking about it, the Final Girl Support Group, and this is by Grady Hendrix. And I actually, hmm, I think I gave this book three stars. The only reason that I think I stayed reading it was because of the narrator of the audiobook, who is the amazing Adrian King, who is from Friday the 13th. She's the first final girl, and um, she's Alice in Friday the 13th, and the original 1980 version. And she did such an amazing job narrating this audiobook. This was her first audiobook that she narrated, and I can only hope that she continues to do this because she is very, very good at it. And um, so this was, you know, it, it was good. It's just it dragged so much, so much. And, like, and supposedly they're making a movie out of it, which I think the movie will be better. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think the movie will be better. But I really didn't. Um, it didn't vibe with me that much, and I actually was considering buying it in like physical form. There is a car going by right now that sounds like a fucking diarrhea fart, and it's pissing me off. Um, but yeah, so uh, Final Girl Support Group, eh, it was all right. Okay, and then The Legend of Skeleton Man by Joseph Bruchak. Okay, it's a duology, and it's two books in one, and. Let me just say first, the second book was unnecessary, like unnecessary as fuck. Listening to the second book, I was like, why? Like, do you know when people write unnecessary sequels and they make no sense? That bothers the shit out of me. Um, the, it makes no, it made no sense. Like the, the first book was actually pretty spooky. It was thrilling and odd, and just really, really good, and, it's, and I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed listening to the audiobook, but the second book, oh, yeah, so for the first book, I would say I give that four stars, for the second book, I'm gonna say I'll give it two, because it's, it wasn't worth it to me, and honestly, if I would recommend the first book to you, that's all I would recommend, I wouldn't, you don't even have to read the second one, like, there's just nothing new, it's nothing new, um, it's basically, to me, just like a repeat of book one. Seems like the first book did well, and they were like, let's give us a second one. We need to make some more money. That's what it sort of felt like. Um, it just was completely unnecessary. Um, but the audiobook, again, was really good. And also, the book is by an indigenous author. So if you've been looking to support indigenous writers, um, Joseph Bruchak is a, a, you know, a really good um, author, too. Go ahead and support, and this one was, especially for October, this is a really good one. Okay, and then I read the, and when I say read, you guys know that I mean audio, <laughs> because I haven't read a physical book in so long. Um, the Halloween Tree by Ray Bradbury. Now, I finally was able to read the audiobook um, that was narrated by Kirby Hayborn. He is 
so good. Like he, he is so good. So I was finally able to read that version of it and I, I, I loved it. I did. And Ray Bradbury's writing. Oh my God. I'm going to say something and you guys are going to be like, what? Even though this is a children's book and this is the only Ray Bradbury book I've read. Um, his writing is entrancing. I'm going to say something so fuck. I might cut this out. <laughs> I want to fuck his writing. <laughs> okay, that sounds so odd. Do you understand what I mean? There is something about his writing that is just, I don't know, it does something to me. Like, that. okay, that felt really weird to say. I might cut that out or I might leave it in just because it's too funny. There's something about his writing that is just very attractive and... And just like, like, uh, like cozy and, and like, you can almost like as if you can feel his writing. Does that make any sense? He's just, he's such a good writer and wow. I don't know. I, I need to read more of his books. I do know that he has a few out there that are really good as well, especially some, something wicked this way comes. I need to read that one, but there's just something about his writing Oh my goodness, just the way that he describes things, his, like, I don't know, it's so beautiful, entrancing, that's the, I should have said that instead of I want to fuck his writing, but you guys know what I mean, right? Like, his writing is just like, ooh, like, it's, it's good, it's good, it's so good, I want to fuck it. <laughs> I need, I need to stop, okay, it's midnight, it's now December 3rd, I need to chill. And you guys know I don't drink. Right now I'm drinking tea that I got from work. But, um... <laughs> and burping. But yeah, Ray Bradbury. That's a good writer right there. I know a lot of people right now are chuckling or laughing or going, this motherfucker is weird. But you know what I mean. You know, there's writers out there, you guys know what I mean. That their writing is just so good that you just, like, you go, ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, Halloween tree. Okay, and all of the movie, oh my god, the animated movie, oh my god, I love that movie, I love it so much, okay, and then I read The Weirdies, this is by I think Michael Buckley, and this one was only like an hour and a half, it was narrated by Kate fucking Winslet, like you can't get any better than that, and oh oh my gosh, wait no, Helen Mirren, if Helen Mirren would you narrate an audiobook, has she? I need to find that out because, I oh my god, I would need that. Um, but Kate Winslet obviously did an amazing job. I could listen to her read a book for hours. Let me tell you, um, I just really love her. But she did a good job with this one. Um, the story was, um, it is called The Weirdy, so I would say it was a little weird. It Jesus, Mary... And fucking Joseph. What is with people in like their drag race type cars? Like, what are you doing, bitch? It's fucking midnight. This ain't Grease Lightning. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, The Weirdies was all right. And then I also read Beezer. Um, fuck. 
who is this one by? I forgot. Let me check. Beezer by Brandon T. Snyder. It was fun. Let me tell you, I think this one was like two hours long. The narrator of this, um, there's a narrator. It's a cast, excuse me. It's a cast of people. And it is really, really good. And it is so hilarious. And um, I know there's another book coming out. Maybe I would like to read that one, but this one was really fun. So I would recommend it if you're looking for something quick and like that will get you laughing. This one's really good. But yeah, so I think, yeah, I read one, two, three, uh, three, four, five, six. Oh, I read six books in October. Shit. I didn't even remember that. Wow. Okay. So I read six books in October and four in November. And how many do I think I'm going to read in December? I think I might be able to get to like four or five. We'll see. Um, because December is busy. Like even though it's just, it's now the third day of December, it's been pretty busy. Like I have Christmas presents to buy. I have, um, you know, best friends to hang out with and do our little gift exchanges that we do and, you know, do our little shopping day and all that. And then I also, I'm working. So that's, you know, taking its toll. And then I, you know, I'm writing as much as I can, which I did say I was going to get into that, which we're going to talk about, but we're actually going to talk about it just a little bit because I think with my writing, um, I don't want to talk about too much. I don't because I actually am not in the best place right now, writing wise, but I think we're done talking about books, um, reading books. So let's talk about writing them. Yeah. So how far into this podcast are we? Let's go ahead and check that out. All right, so we're 45 minutes in. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about my writing and how it's been going. Because I know I've been getting a lot of questions about that lately. And um, all I can say is that um, it's not going very well. Yeah, um, I tried my best to coo, to coo, to participate in NaNoWriMo. And it didn't work. And it did not work. I got a weekend and fucked up. And didn't get to write anything really in November. And then I was having this weird like crisis with my writing. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like you guys are getting like serious true tea right now. I'm telling you something that I probably normally wouldn't even wouldn't say in a video. Um, But like I was having a lot of problems writing the sequel to One Day with Miss Penderley. Um... And to be honest with you, I think the reason I think I'm having so many issues with it is because One Day with Miss Penderley was meant to be a standalone. And a lot of you know this is because I said it in the release video for it. When I released the book, I said this is a standalone. And I think I even said I promise that it's a standalone. Oh my gosh. Um, but the thing is, is that it still feels that way in my head. So me writing the sequel feels odd feels weird. It feels unnecessary. And I'm, I'm trying my best to continue it and to figure something out because it's something that feels like it, like it wants to, like, to stop. Like, I feel like my own characters are telling me, put, put, put the pen down. Like, stop typing. You told our story. Move on. Like, that's honestly what it feels like because I feel like I'm dragging these characters around for another round of bullshit. (laughs) 
And I feel bad because, you know, I, I wrote One Day with Miss Pendley and it, it's such a good book and people really like it. And I know people want more of the characters in this world. And let me tell you, though, you are getting more of this world. I think I've explained it before. I am working on, I think, three books that take place in the city of Plumwick. So, I mean, it's not like you're never going to see Ruby, Charlie, and Miss Penderley again, especially in one of the um, companions that I'm writing. Um, the three of them appear in it, obviously a lot older, and um, I'm really excited about that one. I'm not sure when that one's going to come out. It's that one I've been working on for so long. I think you all remember on Twitter, I posted about it back in like 2015, I think. And it was the one about the cat in a curiosity shop window. I know a lot of you right now are probably like, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that one. I've been working on that one for that long. So, yeah, that is how long I've been working on um, One Day with Miss Penderley. Actually, I think I started working on Miss Penderley probably a year or two after um, the one with the cat in the window. But I just knew I, I want to explore this city so much more and these characters and this world and and just have fun with it, right? So when I began not to have fun writing the sequel to One Day with Miss Penderley, that's when I knew something was up. So that's why I sort of cut NaNoWriMo short because I was like, this isn't working and what's going on? So what I did was I stopped and I think I had about 13, maybe 14,000 words of it written. And I was like, all right, Something's telling me to stop. So I did. And I'm not saying I'm not going to pick it up again. Um, but I like right now, it's not something that is extremely important to me. Um, how do I say this? I would like to still release it if I can finish it. Um, but I don't want to make any promises because I already feel like shit for teasing it to everyone, saying that, oh, yeah, I am going to write a sequel, knowing full well in my head that I had created this story as a standalone. And the thing is, is I created their story as a standalone. So Miss Penderley, Charlie, and Ruby, this story was their standalone big adventure story. And then they were going to be, like, minor cameo characters in the other books. That's what it was supposed to be. And it's like in my head, it's like, well, why not just stick to that? Like, why are you trying to push a sequel out when it should be organic? Like, it should just come out and be fun to write. If you're not having fun writing something, there's a problem. And I think that's what was going on. And the thing is, is, like, there's no, like, like time. Like, I, I'm not sitting here trying to be like, oh, my God, I have to have this book out next month or something like that. No. Um... I'm not doing that anymore. Like, I'm not giving myself time limits because I can't. Like, I have this other job. I, I can't do that anymore. I can't just sit here and write all day, and which sucks, honestly, because I, I would like to do that. <laughs> there are times where I would just like to sit home and just write all day. Um, and even on my days off, sometimes I'll try to sit here and write, and nothing will come, and it's annoying. It's so weird. But um, I am working on a few things. Like I, the thing with me is that I don't just work on one book. I work on, so let's say right now I'm working on the sequel to One Day with Miss Pendley. I'm also trying my best to figure out what the 
fuck I'm doing with Girls of Stories and Soul because I ended up sending it to a better reader um, from the advice of my editor, who I've been working with for a little bit, told me, you need to send this to a better reader because there's something up with this. And then the better reader that I hired off Fiverr um, told me that there was something missing and that something, like, it was very jumbled and the, um, that it, it, did, it didn't feel right. There was something up. And it felt a little too heavy and a little too dark for middle grade, which bothered me. Um, and like, it's not the way that she said it because she's being truthful and that's what I needed to hear. But I was like, too dark? Is it? So I am going to have to like go in there and just like Frankenstein the shit out of it and just take things apart, put things back together and figure out what I'm doing. But the book is coming. Like it, it's going to come out. I just don't know when. And that's why I get so irritated at myself sometimes when I announce books and stuff. And I think what bothered me the most about this one is that I have an arc of it. And I showed it to you all in the video. And it and it was real to me. That means it's real to me. And I was like, no one can say nothing. Like, I have the book right here. Like, nobody can say, you're just saying this and the book's not coming out. And what happened? The book didn't come out. It was supposed to come out in August. Why? Actually, there's a couple of factors. The factors, you know, the better writer, better editor. Oh, my God. The better reader, my editor, me, and then the job that I got completely took over. And it actually, I, would, I think it's a job more than anything. But maybe that's a good thing because then I wasn't able to put out a piece of shit for you all. Because I don't like putting out pieces of shit. I've done it before, and I don't like it. So maybe it's a good thing that my job jumped in the way of it and stopped me from releasing it in a way because I think I did need to put a lot more time into it than I thought I had. Um, so I guess that is a good thing. I'm getting pretty candid. But yeah, so right now I'm actually looking at it. I'm looking at Girls of Stories and Soul and One Day with Miss Pendley. And looking at Girls of Stories and Soul and being like, I thought that book was done. <laughs> but I, 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 need to, I need to fix it a lot. And yeah, and now honestly too, it's the longest book I've ever written. How did that happen? I don't know. You guys know me. I don't like to release or even write long books because it's just not my vibe. Um, I don't even like to read long books. You guys know that. But like writing long books like who has read a book from me longer than 250 pages right like I don't know how many pages this would be wait hold on a second the arc I have it right now I can just look so the arc is 298 pages right but I think it's around 70 something thousand words so it would probably be a lot more, um, you know, especially now that I have to like fix everything, it's probably going to end up being a lot more, but I think it's going to be the longest book I've ever written. And it, it just feels, there's something about it. that's very s cinematic. If I say, if I, if I say, do say so myself, 
it's very cinematic. Like it feels like you're reading a movie. And that's what I always strive to do anyway. Like one day with Miss Penderley, freaking Netflix could come to me and be like, hey, we want to make your book into a movie or Disney Plus. And they could take it straight from the book and make a whole movie out of it. Like there's nothing you need to cut out or anything. It's made to be made into a movie. And that's why I've always like really enjoyed about my writing is that I come from a love of movies first. That when I write my books, I write them as if they were movies. So like, you know, the Library of Souls could 100% be a movie like on Netflix or or Hulu or something. And it would be really fun. And like, you know what I see? Okay, I'm dreaming here. But like, I feel like, gosh, how do I explain this? Okay, I feel like it would do really well on Netflix. Why? Because I feel like it's pretty similar in like the vibe to The Haunting of Hill House. And um, I think like if it had that vibe and it was made into a movie, it would do really well. And I just think like, I don't know, one day maybe that has to happen because I think it would be a really good movie. A lot of you have said you think that The Library of Souls would be a really cool movie, and I agree. And maybe one day that will happen. But, yeah, so, you know, back to the writing. I mean, we're still talking about writing, but back to, like, the current right now. Um, so I'm working on uh, One Day with Miss Pendley's sequel. I'm, work, I'm, you know, trying to figure out everything with the Girls, Girls of Stories and Soul and I'm also working on my first, no, my second, because I haven't published the first adult thriller that I wrote. It's still sitting there on my computer because I need a lot of work. But I'm I'm already writing my second adult thriller. And it's pretty um, intense, pretty graphic, honestly, and um, not for middle grade readers. But I think somehow with my writing some people will still read the book and be like, this feels like a middle grade book. Really? Really? Yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine when I read reviews sometimes and I I released YA or something and they're like, this feels like a middle grade. I'm like, how? I don't get it. Like, may, I don't know, maybe because I've written middle grade so long that my writing style is just like made for middle grade books, but I do like to dabble in other things. And writing an adult thriller is a is fun for me it's fun and like I'm not really like trying to take it too seriously because either way people are not gonna like it and people are people are gonna love it and there's gonna be people out there who are gonna fucking hate it but like I'm not taking it too seriously I'm just having fun with it it's very twisty very spooky very like I don't know it, it it's a lot of fun and I really like it and I'm hoping that maybe in a couple of years or maybe in a year or so, I'll be able to have it out for you all. It will be really fun. So, yeah, so I'm working on that. And then I'm also working on a couple of other things. Let me look and see if maybe I can just list a couple of them, a couple more off to you all. Um, okay, yeah. So I'm also working on Journey to the Other, which I mentioned in my, you know, talking about doing NaNoWriMo. That is a middle grade fantasy which is um, one of my favorite books. I think that I, I'm writing it still, honestly. But like it, oh my gosh, I love this one. I love it. It reminds me of like a Studio Ghibli movie, 
like Miyazaki could direct this and turn it into an animated movie. Like it, it would work perfectly. And that's, that's why I wrote it. Like I wrote it so that it would feel very whimsical and very, um, very Miyazaki ish. Like I, I really just, I was very inspired by like spirited away in house moving castle and just, and, um, you know, very like classic, I guess classic, like John Belair's and, and um, Diana Wynne Jones and just very those vibes. Like I wanted something that was, you know, a little bit dark, but also very whimsical and fun and just very heavy on like on the fantasy and like on worlds and, and like going into different, you know, worlds and stuff like that, doorways and just having a lot of fun. Yeah. And I really enjoy, you know, I'm really enjoying writing this one. And I'm taking my time as much as I can with it because I really want this one to be a lot of fun for everybody. Um, and yeah, so journey to the other. And then let's let's list one more. Let's talk about one more. So let's see. Um, oh, no, let's, let's talk about two more. So I'm also working on this one. Um, right now it's just called The Sinking City. And it's a middle grade book, and it's about a young girl who lives in the city um, that is sinking. And everybody in the city wears rain boots um, because, you know, there's water in the streets. And, you know, people come from far away to take pictures of it and to, like, you know, be a, a tourist and buy, you know, souvenirs and stuff. And there's a woman who rides through the city on a door with all her cats um, obviously because she can float across the city because there's that much water. And it's based on Venice. Like, it's loosely based on Venice, Italy, you know, because Venice is sinking. It's just so sad, and I've always wanted to visit it. Um, maybe I still can before it goes under, which that would be so sad. There has to be a way that they could fix that. Fucking global warming. But, um, yeah, it is loosely based on Venice. Like it, and it's, but it has fantasy, like there's stuff going on. There's like, there's magic, there's witchcraft, there's villains, you know, trying to awaken old creatures. Like it's, it's very fun and seaside and, and I, I really like it. So I'm working on that one as well. And then the last one I think I'll mention is, um, what do you call it? As Good as Dead. And As Good as Dead is the one, my adult thriller that I have written already and um I say that I've written it already but like it definitely needs a lot of work and this one I um actually released and I think you can still get it right now like you can still purchase it um a short story involving the characters and it's called Blue Monday you can get on Amazon I think and it's the characters when they were younger and it's um Perry and Violet and they are, um, I think Perry is 16, and I think Violet is 13 in that story. And it's very graphic. I'm going to tell you, it's an adult um, thriller. It's a short story, but it's very, like, it's twisted. Like, think like Dexter. And the, basically it is, it's about a brother and sister who come from a family of serial killers. And... Um, Perry is not a serial killer. He's actually never killed anyone. 
and his sister is the serial killer. And the thing is, is that what's what's, what's so funny is that I published the story in 2013. I think it was February of 2013, which there's evidence of it. Um, I say that because, God, if I can just count the many times I've been called a copycat when I've actually done something first. Um, And there's books out there about a person who has a sibling who's a serial killer and they help clean up the bodies and stuff like that. And like these books have come out in like 2017 and 18. And I'm like, I did that. Like, I'm not saying I did it first, but like, that's what my story was about. So I could just imagine releasing it now and then being called a copycat. But like, I got evidence, bitch. I got receipts that I released that shit so long ago. Um, so nobody can tell me anything. But basically, the, and that's what it is. It's a story about a, a guy who. Um, it's an adult thriller about a guy whose sister is a serial killer. And he basically goes and gets people. He collects victims for her to murder. And he eventually gets tired of it. And eventually, um, someone in their town that they've been living in for so long starts killing people. Um, and Perry thinks it's his sister. And he thinks she's he thinks she's keeping these things from him. Because they're supposed to keep it like very low profile as much as possible. And then a sheriff's son comes to town and is trying to figure out what's going on. And so, you know, Perry and him obviously get entangled in it. Um, Perry is gay. And like, you know, there's LGBT vibes going on. There's a, a, a mystery writer who moves in across the way who's writing her newest book. And she decides to come to this town to do it. And like, it's very like gory and cozy and weird and just twisty. Yeah, I like to say twisty, but like it is, like it's very that. And I've been, (laughs) oh my God. Yeah, I've been really wanting to release this one for a long time. And um, I haven't, you know, haven't had the chance to, but it does need a lot of work. Like it does need a lot of work. It's told in two POVs from Perry and his sister. And it's very fun because Perry is, you know, it's first person and everything's happening in real time. With Violet, everything's happening in real time. But with her point of view, she's talking to her mother who's passed away. And so she's not talking to the person reading the book. She's talking to her mother. So she's very, she's talking in a way that's like, well, you know, Perry did this today and you would have been disappointed. But you know, you always taught us this. So she's she's talking to her mother and explaining things and basically telling her mother how life is going. And Perry is like living in real time and trying to figure out what the fuck he's going to do because his sister's driving him insane. So, yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun and it's and I, I really like it, but it does need a lot of work. Um, but yeah, so those are the ones that I'm working on right now. And I know I probably like I said a little too much about what I'm working on, but like. Who cares? Let's, let's just talk about it. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it with my writing. But I'm really happy now that I was able to go ahead and record this podcast right this time. And I, I really feel like this is, like, it. Like, I'm not going to have to re-record this, and I'll be able to go ahead and put this up on YouTube for you all. And, yeah, oh, we're already an hour in. I, I like that. 
I like being able to sit here and talk. Um, so, like, in the comments, let me know if you guys would like my wrap-ups to be in podcast format. Like, not in a podcast, but in podcast format. Let me know about that. Because I really would like to do like do my wrap-ups, but sitting there and filming, like, it's, it's, a, it's a lot sometimes. Coming home and in the middle of the night putting this microphone in front of my face and just talking would be a lot easier for me. So just let me know if you think it's a, a good idea to have my wrap-ups in, like, audio form, basically. So um, let me know. I'm, I'm trying to do things different with my channel this time around. The New Year's coming. I, I you know, I know I do the same thing all the time. I, I do book hauls and wrap-ups and TBRs, and, like, once in a while I'll do recommendation videos. And I'm very basic um, compared to other booktubers. But, like, I, I want to change things up a little bit. So I think an audio podcasty format for wrap-ups is a good idea because I'll be able to talk a lot longer about the books that I read and everything. But I'm also I'm going to try to leave that up to you guys a little bit because I also don't want to be, like, disappointing people because, I mean, the channel's not doing as good as it used to, which it happens. But, like, I also I don't want to make it even worse and have people, like, be like, okay... I think I'm done here. Mm. Yeah. So let me, know, let me know about that in the comments. And, um, yeah, I think that is pretty much it. Mm. No, 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 no. There is a movie that I want to recommend to everyone. It's a mystery movie. Obviously, we're going to talk about it really quickly. I have to mention this because it is a new, it is a new favorite of mine. I have to tell everybody, I know it's probably pretty well known, but like, I love this movie now so much. I just watched it a few days ago and I love it. Like, I love it. So it is called The Lady Vanishes. It's directed by Alfred Hitchcock, who mm, wasn't a very good man. I'd say that. He was a piece of shit. And um, he still is a really great director. But he, okay, um, but yeah, but <laughs> the lady, also lady, the lady vanishes and is in public domain too. But also, it, it um it is not Alfred Hitchcock's work. Like he directed it, he did all that, um, he created the movie, but it is based on a book. So let me just say that I want to you know just say that. Um, I'm not sure. I think the book is called The Lady Manages. I think it's a translation, though. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't read the book. But I do know that it's based on a book. But this movie, oh my gosh. And it takes place on a train. A train. Okay, if you know me, then you know that I love trains. I haven't been on a train since I was a kid. I don't even remember being on it. But according to my mother, I've been on a train before. But I haven't been on one ever since. I have a fascination with trains. I love them. Just oh, thinking of trains right now. Polar Express, Christmas time. Polar Express. Yeah, trains. I love them. Like obviously, like Four Fifty from Paddington is one of my favorite TV movies. Um, Murder on the Orient Express. Obviously, it's just, like these movies. I love trains. Um, so if I'm, if there's a mystery. And it takes place on a train. You got me. You got me. And I know there are so many more mystery novels 
that takes place on trains. I am going to read them eventually because I love that is like that's like a thing that I I really love are trains. Um and I I've been trying to write one like a, a book that takes place on a train. Well, actually. Um yeah. Um I don't want to say it, but like, yeah, I, I've been trying to write like a mystery type of thriller that takes place on a train, even though it's been done to the ground. Um, yeah, I do have something that I'm working on that takes place on a train, but like it, like a mystery thriller, thriller, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. There's something about trains that I love, but back to the movie. Um, the lady vanishes. Okay. So if you have not seen this movie, you need to. It's available on Amazon Prime for free. It's a it's a Prime, um, you know, exclusive thing. It is public domain though, so you could pretty much find it anywhere. I think on YouTube as well. But this is a thriller that came out in nineteen thirty something, if I'm not mistaken. And gosh, this is so good. It's about a woman who is going home to be married, and she's going to home to her fiance. I'm trying to remember. I think so. And what happens is that she hits her head. Somebody drops, I think, a flower box on her head when she's standing outside of this train station. And she is, you know, unconscious for a little bit. She wakes up and, you know, these people are trying to help her on the train. You know, this little incident happens. And while she's on the train, she meets this old woman who, this elderly woman, who's being very kind to her. Her name is Miss Froy. And, you know, they go and they have tea together in, you know, the dining car. And, and you know, things are, you know, she's making a little bit of a friend here with this older woman. And, you know, things are going okay. And so, you know, these two women go back to their cabin together. And they're in a cabin with other people. And the you know, older woman tells her, you know, just rest your head. Like, you, you, you still, like, you know, you hurt yourself and you need to, you know, chill out, basically. So the woman goes to sleep. And when she wakes up, she sees that the seat across from her who was um, occupied by Miss Froy is empty. And then she begins to look for this woman and nobody on the train knows who she is, remembers who she is, and even suggests that she does not exist. And that she's a figment of this woman's imagination because she hit her head. Oh my God. Let me tell you, that would drive me insane. And it does. Like in this movie, this begins to drive this woman a little insane because she's like, how is nobody remembering this old woman? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, there was a woman on here and now she's missing. Like, you guys know she was on here and everyone's like, no. Oh my gosh. You guys, I'm getting so excited talking about it. I want to watch it again. Like, this is so good. And then... You know, you're going through this train journey with these people who you know you can't trust. And there's a man that she meets who um, is trying to, you know, have, add some comic relief. And even though it is like a thriller, it does have comedic elements to it, which I, I, I think really they fit really well. And obviously for the time era, these types of movies, just I really enjoy them. Like, like um, Arsenic and Old Lace. I love that movie. If you've never seen it, you have to watch it. Um, I just really love like black and white thrillers that have comedic elements to them, especially um, the Lady Killers as well. So good. But um, back to the Lady Vanishes. 
Like it's 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 so good. She's going through this train. There's a magician on there. There's just like there's all this stuff happening, and there's a twist, and it's fun, and it's crazy, and it's wow. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about it. You have to watch it. It is so good. I also recently just finally watched Knives Out as well. Knives Out was also very, very good. I'm really excited to see the sequel. I think um, this was really, it was really, really good. I really liked it. If I have to say which one I liked more, I'm going to say The Lady Vanishes, to be honest with you. Um, Something about that one was just really good, but Knives Out was really fun. And I know there's a sequel coming out that takes place on a boat, I think, which it reminds me of Murder on the Nile. Oh, that that was supposed to come out too, and they had to cut that short because of Mr. Cannibal Man. Um, but yeah, that's still coming out though. They have to release it. They spent too much money on it. Um, but I know I probably won't go watch that in the movie theaters. Um, I just hope that what's his name is not making any money off of it. Well, he already did because they had to pay him, but. Just that after, like, the residuals, like, he does not need to be making any money off that. Um, The Cannibal Man, I'm not going to say his name, because, yeah. But, um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Oh, they should do a Knives Out movie on a train. That would be really cool. Yeah, but um, Lady Vanishes, highly recommend. Go check it out. It is so good. But, um, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to talk about was that. Um, You know, have a great Christmas and, you know, have a good holiday. And um, I'm hopefully going to get another episode up by the end of the year. We'll see what happens. I hope you're reading some good books. I do have my, like, my Christmas movies behind me. I have a lot that I like to watch. I like to watch Polar Express, Home Alone, The Holiday, you know, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Beauty and the Beast, Scrooged, Gremlins, I'm looking behind me, Black Christmas, um, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, all that, like, all the, The Shining, like, all these wintry movies, I just devour them in, like, December, and especially January and February, because it's still winter, and um, I just, I think that's my favorite time of the year, like, I love fall, you know, because obviously Halloween, but winter is like, there's something about winter. Oh, I am a winter baby. I was born in the wintertime. Um, yeah, like there's something about winter that I just really, really love. And like, honestly, I, I love writing about stories that take place in the winter. That's my favorite. Like, honestly, like if I had it my way, every book that I had come out would take place in the winter. <laughs> It, it, it would like I'm not kidding like like if I could release a slew of books like like one day with Mrs. Penderley was supposed to take place in the winter time but I was like no let's just have it raining all the time which is still equally as fun but I think well actually the sequel to one day with Mrs. Penderley does take place in the winter it's snowing and it's um you know Christmas is past but it's like still winter and all that and it's yeah so it takes, takes place in the winter. Journey to the Other takes place in the winter. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I'm just talking. Oh, my God. Hold on a second. Let's talk. About, what? Okay. Wait. <laughs> hold on a second. What did, what did I say that I would love to do that? And if I had it my way? Okay. 
The sequel to One Day with Miss Penderley takes place in the winter. Okay. Um, Journey to the Other, Wintertime, Snow. Um, my adult thriller that I'm currently writing right now, um, Winter, Snow. Um, as Good as Dead, which is my first adult thriller that's um, about the brother and sister. Winter, Snow. <laughs> um, Girls, the Stories in Soul. Winter, Snow. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I need to chill. <laughs> I need to chill out. Oh my gosh. I just realized right now that all the books that I'm writing take place in the winter. Am I crazy? Is that wrong? Am I wrong? No. 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 I, I don't think I am. Yeah. I'm a weirdo though. But yeah. I just, I just realized that right now. It's so funny. Wow. All right. But I think that's it. So... Let me go ahead and let you all go now. We've been talking for an hour and 21 minutes. Yeah, I need, to, I need to stop. So this was really fun to do this first episode. I really hope you all enjoyed it. There will be another one coming soon. If there's anything that you would like me to talk about on here, um, list it below in the comments. The comments are open. Please comment um, and all that. And uh, again, I, will, I, oh, no, no, I won't see you because this is not a video. I will talk to you all next time. Yes. All right. Okay. Bye.